You can listen by audio, pause the audio to follow page links, then, when you are ready, resume the audio. Please note, I use page links for important details in lieu of footnotes and references. There is an ongoing, aggressive and blatant movement creating a one-world community. A slick and powerful, multifaceted global government propaganda cabal, is pushing a new global socialist agenda across the globe. The United Nations has been at work over the last 75 years, what was quietly and surreptitiously assembling a global organization and network with an agenda. It was named the Agenda 21, the 21 designating their goal to fully implement their global plans in the 21st century. Produced by the United Nations World Commission on Environmental and Development, authored by Gro Harlem Brundtland, VP of the World Socialist Party, the term sustainable development was first introduced to the world in the pages of a 1987 report, Our Common Future. The term was first offered as official UN policy in 1992, in a document called UN Sustainable Development Agenda 21, issued at the UN's Earth Summit, today referred to simply as Agenda 21. The program for further implementation of Agenda 21 and the commitments to the Rio Principles, were strongly reaffirmed at the World Summit on Sustainable Development, WSSD, held in Johannesburg, South Africa from 26 August to September 4, 2002. The actual and basic goals of the United Nations Agenda 21 and the WSSD are hidden behind the stated goals of, which will be reaffirmed at a World Summit in 2022, and Agenda 2030 was inaugurated, which set the date for the globalist Marxist Great Reset, and world domination. What began as Agenda 21, the 21 represents the 21st century, has developed into what is now known as Agenda 2030, and has brazenly stated it will have accomplished all its socialist utopian goals by the year 2030. It has and is achieving what the people could not have imagined possible just a few decades ago. No, this is not science fiction. The Capitalist, published June 26, 2020, excerpt, quietly, while the coronavirus pandemic distracted the world, a group of liberal key global governmental and business leaders met in Switzerland and planned the next coup d'etat to take over the global economy. Many call it the Great Reset. It also means dangerous times for those who support individual liberties and free markets. The World Economic Forum will held a summit eye on 2021 to further their initiative. According to them, the Great Reset is a commitment to jointly and urgently build the foundations of our economic and social system for a more fair, sustainable and resilient future. It requires a new social contract centered on human dignity, social justice and where societal progress does not fall behind economic development. What it is really accomplishing under the cover of the coronavirus pandemic is a renewed push for socialism and climate change initiatives. The World Economic Forum and the United Nations signed a strategic partnership framework, June 13, 2019, outlining areas of cooperation to deepen institutional engagement and jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. The framework was drafted based on a mapping of existing collaboration between the two institutions and will enable a more strategic and coordinated approach towards delivering impact. The UN Forum Partnership was signed in a meeting held at United Nations headquarters between UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres and World Economic Founder and Executive Chairman Klaus Schwab. UN-backed Great Reset to usher in New World Order The New American, The New American, Europe, UN-backed Great Reset to usher in New World Order, July 15, 2020, Alex Newman, excerpt, get ready for a lot less freedom and prosperity, and a lot more government, at least if the elites get their way. After peddling coronavirus lockdowns that crush the economy and funding riots that terrorize the public under the guise of fighting systemic racism, deep state globalists are stepping in to offer their proposed solution to the crises they themselves unleashed, a great reset to transform the world and everything in it, supposedly for the benefit of the masses, but really for the benefit of the ruling classes. Top leaders of big business, big globalism, 
and big government worldwide, including royalty and mass-murdering communist tyrants, are jumping on the bandwagon. But even before the scheme is fully outlined and understood, resistance is growing quickly. Every country, from the United States to China, must participate, and every industry, from oil and gas to tech, must be transformed, added Schwab, calling for even stronger and more effective government. We must build entirely new foundations for our economic and social systems. And there is no other choice but to submit, he and others declared. In short, what remains of the tattered free market system is set to be tossed out, along with the vibrant middle class it sustained. In its place will rise technocratic governance based on nebulous social and environmental goals set by the technocrats. Introducing the Great Reset For decades, progressives have attempted to use climate change to justify liberal policy changes. But their latest attempt, a new proposal called the Great Reset, is the most ambitious and radical plan the world has seen in more than a generation. At a virtual meeting earlier in June hosted by the World Economic Forum, some of the planet's most powerful business leaders, government officials and activists announced a proposal to reset the global economy. Instead of traditional capitalism, the high-profile group said the world should adopt more socialistic policies, such as wealth taxes, additional regulations and massive Green New Deal-like government programs. Every country, from the United States to China, must participate, and every industry, from oil and gas to tech, must be transformed, wrote Klaus Schwab, the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, in an article published on the World Economic Forum's website. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism. Although many details about the Great Reset won't be rolled out until the World Economic Forum meets in Davos in January 2021, the general principles of the plan are clear. The world needs massive new government programs and far-reaching policies comparable to those offered by American socialists such as Senator Bernie Sanders, I Vermont, and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, DNY, in their Green New Deal plan. Or, put another way, we need a form of socialism, a word the World Economic Forum has deliberately avoided using all while calling for countless socialist and progressive plans. Okay? Now you have an idea of how the coronavirus pandemic was politicized and used by the globalist agenda. You also know what the Great Reset is all about. Now let's look at the how and why the American media and our government is assisting this collaborative movement, merging the United States into a one-world confederation of governance. Another example of how we and the media, and yes, even Fox News, are either misunderstanding why the leftists are doing what they are doing, the way they are doing it, or they are lying. Or perhaps they are deliberately misreporting the news in order to stir emotions to increase viewership for monetary reasons. To wit, Smiley Martin, 27, was arrested by the Sacramento Police Department on Tuesday. His role in the deadly encounter remains unclear, yet his criminal history is in focus. He served only four years of a 10-year prison sentence, being released in February over objections from the local prosecutor. The Sacramento County District Attorney's Office strongly opposed Smiley Martin's release from the 10-year prison sentence in a letter last year, the Sacramento Bee reported, citing public record documents. Inmate Martin's criminal conduct is violent and lengthy, wrote Deputy District Attorney Daniela Bildgaard in a two-page letter to the Board of Parole hearings on April 29, 2021. In the correspondence, a Bildgaard outlines Martin's criminal history dating back to 2013, which include multiple robberies, firearms violations, and providing false information to police. Fox News afternoon broadcast, The Five, led by Greg Goodfield, discussed criminal Smiley Martin, emphasizing his early release from prison over the objections of DDA Daniela Bildgaard, who said if Smiley is released he will continue to commit crimes and would likely hurt someone. The Five's conversation focused around the poor judgment, liberal ideology and stupidity of the parole office for releasing him. The criticism of leftist thought and behavior brought to mind the unspoken question, 
why do they do that when the results are almost always dreadful or deadly? This seems to be conservative standard response to leftist politics and ideologies, complain and criticize. But they need to be asking, why do they do what they do the way they do it? The implications of this approach are that leftist and those who lean left are just that way, it is how they apply what they believe. And that may be correct for most individual leftists. But, not for the media, politicians, policymakers and those in power. The higher-ups know exactly what they are doing, and for a more sinister reason than we give them credit for. They are creating crisis upon crisis, and a need for law and order, so they can step in and solve our problems with a new form of government, and this is a worldwide coordinated effort, a global coup d'etat. They are creating policies and weakening, or altogether ignoring laws, to encourage civil disorder, terror in our streets and general chaos. They are abrogating our constitution, erasing our borders and dismantling our system of justice in order to implement a one-world homogenous, socialist Marxist system. This is evidenced by the case of Smiley Martin and others like him. You can also see this occurring through the destruction of our national landmarks, pulling down of historic statues, rewriting of our history book, remaking the explanation of historical events, demonizing our past national heroes, renaming cities, sports teams, street names and the like to erase our national identity and memories of these important events, places and icons. It goes even deeper with the destruction of the nuclear family system and replacing it with homosexual marriage. The protemption of transgenderism among very young children. The loss of free speech and of our personal rights. The destruction of women's sports through transgenderism. Abortion on demand. The push to legalize some forms of pedophilia. The teaching the nefarious critical race theory in our schools. The fallacies and politicization of global warming and climate change, to name just a few. America's way of life is being effectively replaced with the United Nations Agenda 2030 and their Sustainable Development Goals, funded and driven in part by the World Economic Forum. The forerunner of Agenda 2030, Agenda 21, was introduced into the United States by President George H.W. Bush as one of the 178 heads of government who signed the final text of the agreement at the Earth Summit in 1992, and in the same year Representatives Nancy Pelosi, Elliot Engel and William Broomfield spoke in support of United States House of Representatives Concurrent Resolution 353, supporting implementation of Agenda 21 in the United States. The United States was a signatory country to Agenda 21, but adherents quickly reminded us that because Agenda 21 is a legally non-binding statement of intent and not a treaty, the United States Senate did not hold a formal debate or vote on it. It is therefore not considered to be law under Article 6 of the United States Constitution, or so they say. However, former President, Bill Clinton, signed a 1993 executive order, creating the President's Council on Sustainable Development, PCSD, is explicitly charged with recommending a national action plan for sustainable development to the President. So, bypassing Congress, Clinton, made it law. Next, the President's Council on Sustainable Development is composed of leaders from government and industry, as well as from environmental, labor and civil rights organizations. The President's Council on Sustainable Development submitted its report, Sustainable America, a new consensus, to the President in early 1996. In the absence of a multi-sectoral consensus on how to achieve sustainable development in the United States, the President's Council on Sustainable Development was conceived to formulate recommendations for the implementation of Agenda 21. In the United States, over 528 American cities are members of local governments for sustainability or ICLEI, is an international Marxist and socialist-leaning sustainability organization, that helps to implement the Agenda 21 and local Agenda 21 concepts across the world. The United States has nearly half of the ICLEI's global membership of 1,200 cities promoting sustainable development at a local level.
the United States also has one of the most comprehensively documented Agenda 21 status reports. In response to the opposition, Don Knapp, U.S. spokesman for the ICLEI, has said sustainable development is not a top-down conspiracy from the UN, but a bottom-up push from local governments. Finally, Joe Biden's American Rescue Act plan is the final push to fund and implement this plan as a means to end America's national sovereignty and merge the United States into the United Nations Confederation. The American Rescue Act plan is being touted as a plan to give financial relief to state, local, territorial, and tribal government agencies are facing unprecedented strain in the wake of the COVID-19 crisis, and the federal government is working tirelessly on the necessary steps to supply these entities with critical funding. The American Rescue Plan Act provides a substantial infusion of resources to eligible state, local, territorial, and tribal governments to help reverse the negative impacts of the pandemic, address its economic fallout, and lay the foundation for a strong and equitable recovery. See the ARPA fact sheet. Every agency in the U.S. government is being bought out, every corporation, media outlet, university or college, every state legislature and state governor is being given incentives as a sort of bribe by another name by way of payoffs using billions of our tax dollars disguised as incentives, but are in fact bait to lower America into a socialist Marxist scheme of a one-world government. First, to make this point clear, let's look where this relationship between the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, ARPA, and the United Nations Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 and the Sustainable Development Goals, SDG, and where they began and where this relationship leads. Then we will see how these United Nations agendas are being implemented and funded through the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. First, please read this introduction by the Commission for Global Governance. The task before UNESCO, said its first Director General Julian Huxley in 1946, is the emergence of a single world culture by transferring full sovereignty from separate nations to a world organization. The new world order will be a socialist, authoritarian global government and court with global rule of law and a one-world economy. The recommendations of the Commission on Global Governance, if implemented, will bring all the people of the world into a global neighborhood managed by a worldwide bureaucracy, under the direct authority of a minute handful of appointed individuals, and policed by thousands of individuals, paid by accredited NGOs, certified to support a belief system which contains ideas that are foreign to the American experience, and ignores other values and ideas that are precious to the American experience. For the complete article on this relationship between the United States and the United Nations Agenda 2030, see Explosive Documents, The Secret Buyout of America. These leftists are well-trained and well-organized and have been working diligently over the last 75 years and are on the verge of accomplishing all of their original goals and most of the evolving goals of the United Nations Agenda 2030. So the question should not be why are they doing what they do the way they are doing it? Because we should already know why. Neither should we ask, how can they be so stupid or hateful? They, the leftist globalist socialist Marxist communists, are very well educated and dedicated to accomplish their objectives. They truly believe they can solve the world's problems and enter a new socialist utopia, a new golden age. We are entering a new kind of world, a new era. It is something very unfamiliar to most of us. World forces are at work which are changing everything we have known as normal. There is an idea being implemented known as the Great Global Reset. We are being told that nothing will ever be the same again. We are being told that you must submit. Quote by Klaus Martin Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. Christianity is an obstacle, a stumbling block. The globalists and socialists in favor say this great reset will be our world's salvation through the elimination of wars, poverty, disease, and social injustice. It is the same decades-old mantra of socialist dream of utopia. They also believe religion can be and is an obstacle, especially Christianity. 
Those who do not agree with the precepts of socialism say we need a different solution. We all agree, however, that we need someone or something to make our world a better and a safer place. I suspect that many people will roll their eyes, derisively, when I say that the answers to all of these world problems, and, the problems you and I face, is Jesus and His Word. Periods of change such as the Renaissance, the Enlightenment Age or the Industrial Revolution, all began with an idea which thoroughly transformed the world. An idea expressed passionately, even fervently, and zealously pursued by committed and capable people, can bring change. Often there is a cost of radical change and the expense is measured in lives and families and fortunes. An idea, repeated often enough and argued affirmatively and often enough, which is born in a crucible of fiery trials, often gives way to amazing global change, whether for good or evil. Then, once the hearts and minds of people are either convinced or enslaved, how they view and interact within the world can be seen in some very unexpected ways. The American Revolution, for example, was an idea born of men and women who mutually pledged their lives, fortunes and their sacred honor to one another. Once this idea was manifest, the destiny of the world was a set and the world has been a different and a better place for over 250 years. That era, now seems, is drawing to a close. The advent of Jesus Christ, the greatest idea was born of God, as a child in a manger in the obscure town of Bethlehem in the region of Judea. Emerging from this obscurity was the greatest idea which became known as Jesus Christ, the Son of God and the Son of Man. I am aware that since God is omniscient, He actually doesn't have ideas as we consider them. When God has a thought, oddly enough, it has no beginning as it has always been in existence waiting for its time to be manifest, and then it is eternal. The appearance of the greatest idea, that is Jesus, and the expression of this God-man, changed not only how people thought about the world, but radically changed how they interacted. It has been said that Jesus and His disciples had turned the world upside down, which was an apt description since He expressed and demonstrated ideas which were counterintuitive to the human experience up to that point in time. For examples. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. Matthew 5:21-22. Also, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Matthew 5:38-43. And again, you have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 5:44. Jesus influenced the thoughts and behaviors of the known world by his word and his deeds of peace among brethren and love for all humankind. His influence should rightly be called the greatest idea, as it brought change on a global scale in ethics, morals, social constructs, national economies, educational systems, and all the disciplines of the age. But, everything temporal is subject to change. And, as time has passed, the world has continued to change in both its thought and behavior, and not always for the good of humankind. Remarkably, it would seem, we are have not been evolving as some like to say, but we are simply repeating history. It would seem we are specifically revisiting a bygone era, but with new advanced technologies being applied to some not-so-new ideas. Although the world is changing, Jesus Christ, the greatest idea, has not changed. Christ and His teachings are unchanging. His methods and His purpose are immutable. And, He has not forgotten the world He created by His Word, 
although the world is forgetting him. Change is rarely easy and opposing ideas almost always bring some sort of conflict. And, there has always been conflict in the hearts and minds of people when it comes to the idea of good versus evil. And this conflict intensifies as people forget God. The standard of what is good and what is evil has been long established, although those who deny God and practice the dark arts of the flesh, would like to argue the point. Some would argue there are degrees or shades of evil. They say that some evil is not necessarily bad or harmful and therefore isn't really evil, but are just examples of human error or mistakes. They go on to say that evil is just a concept and should be defined by each person by their own standard. But, with Jesus, came the greatest idea. He set the standard of good, and that anything less than high standard is evil. It is the mind of Christ which holds the standard of good. It is the mind of Christ which transforms the mind of man and woman and how they think, for good. It is the mind of Christ literally living within us that overcomes the powers of the He rulers, and world forces of darkness and the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places, that is in the unseen realm from whence comes all things which are seen. There is no doubt that times are changing and the days are growing spiritually darker. Chaos, division and uncertainty reign. It is time, once again, to call on the greatest idea for our salvation. It is time to make the mind of Christ our own mind and set things right. How can I know this will set things right? How can you know this? Look at the evidence. Look at the effects. Look at the history. Make up your own mind. Don't be swayed by doubters second-guessers. Then, by faith, decide for yourself. Decide to believe the greatest idea. Believe Jesus and go after Him. Embrace Him, embrace His greatest idea. Follow Him and you will live. The mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. Romans 8 6. Finally, you must know that the greatest idea is not just an idea. The greatest idea, took on the form of a man and brought the world the greatest truth ever known. And he, Jesus, proved the greatest truth by going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, forgiving sin, healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. And, the news about him spread throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all who were ill, those suffering with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. And for that reason, those who practice religion and the dark arts of the flesh, executed him in an attempt to silence him and to keep the greatest truth hidden. He was crucified on a Roman criminal's cross. He was executed for no other reason than who he is and for what he represented and for bringing the world hope through the greatest truth, the Gospel of Christ. In an ultimate act of God's power and in defiance of the powers of and world forces of darkness and the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places, Jesus rose from the dead, walked the earth and as an exclamation, ascended into the heavens in plain view of men. He is now seated at the right hand of God the Father, interceding on our behalf. He has also announced that He will return again, this time in the skies, to gather His elect, and to judge the world for its evil and rebellion. There is new global shift occurring and the globalists have been working feverishly to infiltrate the Christian church in an effort to everything is changing, everywhere. And, like every other substantial shift or new era in world history, this too, began with an idea. This idea, as it turns out, is not a new idea, but an old idea, one which has been lurking in shadows of the minds of certain people for centuries. In the book of Genesis, we see Satan spreading his lies and planning his ideas of destruction in the minds of God's children. Its reformulation has been at work for centuries. A foreshadowing of this ancient idea of evil can be found in the writings of the Bible. It is known as the Tower of Babel. And that sinister tower is being rebuilt using 21st century technologies. And the final conflict has begun. The one who practices sin and evil is the of the devil, 
for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3 8. This is the purpose for all who call themselves the children of God. Those of us who have made the greatest truth our own and who follow Jesus as the Christ, have a role to play. God has told us, through His Son, that we will continue His works, and we will do even greater works because He has given us the authority to complete His works, and He is now seated at the right hand of power of the Father interceding for us. Your brother and friend. Mike Young. The greatest truth, for God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. He who believes in Him is not judged, he who does not believe has been judged already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light, so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. John 3 16-21. The Bible has foretold of these events and what will follow. If you are interested and have the time, read this short article God's Plan for Perfection, Prophecy, World History and the Tribulation. Then, if you will take the time, at the bottom of that web page read the book The Journey to Perfection in either PDF format or as an online digital book. I really urge you to read it because it gives clear steps on what our response should be.